Welcome to Melanated Mondays. I'm your host, Aj. And I'm Tay. And we're here to review our favorite books written for us by us. Period. Today we will be reviewing Fast by Millie Belazaire. Please be aware that there will be spoilers and explicit content for mature audiences only. Trigger warnings include child abuse, assault in prisons, mental instability, etc. Girl, this book. This book? Oh my gosh. You know, like, and I've been saying, like, I just want to read a book that just, like, touches my soul. And <laughs> I I know I said that. Listen, I know I said that. I know I did. But I didn't know <laughs> that it was going to touch my soul like this book did. I, I didn't know it was going to do that. I asked for that. I did. But I didn't know that this is what was going to, this is what it was going to be. Okay. So when we first started this, I, I expected it to be a similar story to what it was, but this, this has to be the best book that we've read since we started the podcast. If you ask me, I would like when I'm saying 10 out of 10 stars, like this was just such a fucking good book it was so like all the way around it was just all the way around like a great book and I agree I would say since we started the podcast this is probably definitely the best book we've read so far this book literally pulled every emotion I had every emotion and I loved it every second of it the whole time I was reading I was like oh my god I just want to talk about this book I just I told everybody at my job about this book I told everybody around me about this book this book is amazing it's perfect it is and uh, like first off starting off with Caprice I already knew like when the book started I was like oh god this poor little girl like I was already pre-sad before (laughs) (laughs) like I was like oh gosh and I just literally like when you say it pulls out every single emotion like I was like oh god like I feel like I cried so much reading this book and then even the ending I cried and it was a happy ending so they were happy tears but I was just like oh my god she just she went through so much and I I just felt so, so bad. But the writing was so good that it literally made you feel like you were like in the book, you know? Yeah, definitely. That I I felt like I was an innocent bystander that could have done more. The whole time I was like, somebody (laughs) needs to do something. Literally, I'm like, somebody help her. Like, what's going on? Like, even when she was like, you know, going to... um, the like camp whatever and she like wasn't eating and she was super skinny and some and stuff i'm like hello anybody like somebody hello and it that just uh, that just it really hurt my heart and it's sad because in the beginning like you know people who abuse people are so manipulative Oh my and god. So so it hurt my heart that like in the beginning, you know, obviously Marcel was like super nice to her and buying her stuff and you know like stuff like that. And so obviously she trusted him cuz she's like, "Oh, like he's nice to me. He's my uncle. He loves me." And like I had already seen where that was going, you know, already. and it just I was like I'm like, "No, wait. Stop. Don't." <laughs> like I felt so terrible and it's just uh I was like 
he literally made me sick to my stomach. Girl, okay. <laughs> do you want to do the synopsis so we can get into this? Oh yeah, I for I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're Sorry, good. Y'all. No, you good? Because I'm like I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it. But I'm like normally you do the synopsis, so I'll let you do that. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> so a short little synopsis. We have our main character Caprice. Um, when she is what eight, right? When her mom dies. Yes. She's eight years old. Her mom dies. She gets sent to live with Gracie, who is her grandma. And in the beginning, it starts off really good. Like, it's going to be a good time. And then we're introduced to her uncle, Marcel, who eventually... Fuck Marcel. Yeah. (laughs) Who eventually rapes her. And then she just, like, we're just pretty much going through life with her with how much that has like affected her um she does meet somebody named sean who becomes her best friend from like childhood all throughout the book and they're in love with each other but they don't really get together um and she's terrified to tell anybody what happens once she finally does tell gracie or gracie finds her and finds out what happens um Gracie, in in the beginning, is so supportive. Girl. Really, like, in the beginning, she's very supportive. Once her son out of the house is, like, 100% wants him gone. Once she realizes what he's done to her. And then, so Gracie calls the cops. The cops come, and they find drugs in the house. Gracie did not know there were drugs in the house. They take Marcel to jail. And then, after that, Gracie is completely just she hates caprice she she's just like this is all your fault my son is in jail then all of a sudden she starts the victim blaming and it's like oh you're just you were just being fast like he didn't touch you he didn't do it blah 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 even though she's the one that found her like so uh, that like really threw me for a loop because in the beginning of the book when i say like I when I seen how upset like Gracie was, I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is a twist, right? This like, is a twist. I was yeah, like, that's like, a twist because most of the time they do like off rip, be like, you're fast, you yeah. caused this, you're the reason so for this. That, but no, that threw me for a loop, right? Because I was reading and I was like, oh, okay. Like she's genuinely upset and is like literally kicking her son out the house, telling him he has to leave. You know, she even gave Caprice her bedroom with the lock so that he couldn't get in there, like. So I was like, okay, like that, that, that's good. <laughs> and then once he went to jail and it turned into you're lying, my son never touched you. That was crazy for me. Yeah. Like the change, like I get like her being upset, like, oh, I, I put my son in a bigger predicament than he should have been. I get that. However, your son was also a fucking rapist. So he Thank needed you. to be in prison for life. Because he abused and a child, uh, like a child. Like, what do you mean that you're pissed off at the child for being abused, and you're you're like you're blaming her because you called the cops? You were supposed to call the cops. You did what you were needed to do, but then afterwards, you're like, "Oh, I feel bad because he wasn't supposed to get that much time. How much time was he supposed to get for raping your your granddaughter? Like, exactly. come on now." 
then she started to feel guilty like oh he's in there he doesn't have anybody like ma'am he is literally a child rapist talking about she was going to visit him girl that happened so me, like it's crazy because it's like the fact that when you walked in you put two and two together like that tells me you already know what your son was capable of because if there was no way in hell that you ever thought your son was capable of that like to me that wouldn't be your first assumption that let me walk in this house oh she's in here like your first assumption wouldn't be your son it would probably be oh my god you know somebody came in here like I don't know who did this to her and so I'm yeah. like, like that speaks to your son's character already, in my opinion. Like, no, you're completely right because right. if if you didn't assume it was somebody else that came in and hurt her, and you didn't wake up Marcel and be like, "Oh my God, something happened to Caprice," like we need to figure out what's going on, and and then he could have came up with his bullshit ass lies. Then okay, I could see her not putting two and two together but she immediately was like marcel what did you what do you to do her? and literally. so it was like you already literally. had this preconceived notion that your son was this type of man so why would you even want him like the fact that she was like he's got to get out by the first had me mad because it was like At now you need you to need get to out now. now yes now as like soon- i I'm not going to have my granddaughter in a house with her rapist. Like, you you rape this little girl. She's literally a baby. Get the fuck out. I don't know where you're going to go, but it's not here. You're about to get the fuck out now. Like, I'm not going to have this little girl in here traumatized and having her live in here with you and you done raped her. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) That was crazy. That was insane insane and that's why i was like gracie could have done more because she could have you you just allowed her rapist to look at her in her face every single day and was just like he has to leave in a month um no he gotta go today not not tomorrow not yesterday but today okay right now exactly like that was just too much for me i was like gracie what the hell you got going on like (laughs) I wanted to fight Gracie especially like after the fact like how you were talking about how like she started like pretty much just harassing the hell out of her like to the point where I think she even was not feeding her and so Caprice was literally just you know eating when she could or not eating at all she was like being offered food and she was too afraid to even eat because she didn't know how gracie would react to her like being outside of the house and doing stuff and i'm like gracie really like did a whole change on the perspective all because her son was selling drugs and that he got locked up for that but like the whole rate just went all away and it was yeah that, that, that was, that's the part that pissed me all that the didn't way matter. the rape didn't matter anymore it was well now my son's going to jail for whatever what for, for however long okay girl your son was selling drugs and he's a rapist so i really like what do you want from me and yeah. so then so the book skips through there's three acts we see caprice at eight and then in the second act, she is 16. And so once she's 16, her and Sean develop 
you know, obviously their friendship. They've been friends for years at this point. Sean and, is my favorite. Oh my the God. little boy across the street. I love and him. He, like, mind you, from the beginning, he's always been skeptical of her grandma. Because the <laughs> after she got raped, you know, she stayed home for a while. The grandma was like, oh, she's sick. And Sean wasn't believing that. But he was a baby. So there's nothing you can do, you know, at that yeah. age. Like, what can you do? So they skip to age 16 where they're best friends. They're both in love with each other, but they don't really say it. They don't want to tell each other because she feels like, I feel like she feels like the feelings are one-sided. Yeah, because he's like popular. He plays basketball. He's like the best basketball player. Like he's got like, I think he had like, um, even at 16, I want to say he was like waiting to go to Duke and like Mm -hmm. his goal was like to be in the NBA and stuff. And like, she just felt like, okay, I'm this shy girl with OCD because after she got raped, she had like a feeling of not being clean. So she was just like, really just, she felt like the weird girl who liked the popular dude. And she didn't realize that he was the popular dude who liked the quote unquote weird girl, even though she wasn't weird. She just was traumatized. Like Mm -hmm. It was trauma. And so- Sean and her, Sean eventually goes in her house and is like, looks in her fridge and realizes like, what, what do you like, mean? there's nothing in here. And then she, he's like, oh, let's go to my house for dinner. And she's like, oh, I'm not hungry. Like, I'm going to eat leftovers. And he's looking like, bitch, I just looked in your fridge. There is not nothing fucking in there. Like, he was just from the beginning, just like, let me just take care of you. No, like, for real. And like, when she <laughs> had me take care of you in class and like everybody was like laughing at her and like he was ready to like square up with somebody because they were laughing at her because she had blood on her and it's like one having a period in school is embarrassing as fuck but two it's also not your fucking fault like you can't control that you don't even know when it's coming like and this was her her, one it was her first one even though she was 16 years old like this was her first period so she had no clue, like, that it was even coming, what the fuck was happening. And so he, like, took her, like, home and let her get dressed. And I think that's the same night, like, he looked in her fridge and was like, no, you need to come eat, girl. And then after, like, she came home to eat, like, she goes back home and Gracie's like, you fast ass. Like, our yeah. ladies knew that you was messing around with that boy and you just fast. And like, girl... Like, her and Sean were best friends. They were so innocent, too. Like It was such an innocent love. Like, their friendship, it was like their friendship over everything. So, although they were in love with each other, like, their friendship always came first. And it was literally so innocent that I'm like, Gracie, your son is just a despicable fucking human being. So (laughs) their relationship reminded me of love and basketball, you know, like when uh, Quincy's uh, mom and dad used to have an argument and then he'd go over and like go lay in Monica's like floor or whatever and like, you know, just come spend the night and like keep her company or he would, you know, she would keep him company at her house. Like I felt like they had that type of friendship. Even though, of course, like, she was going through her stuff and he wasn't just coming through her window until later. Yeah, um, so because... the big the big thing that happens is Marcel gets out of jail. Oh. So all of a sudden, Caprice is literally, like, 
on edge and Sean just doesn't know why because she has never shared that with him even though they've been best friends for all these years so Sean is like oh it's your grandma she's abusing you like which Gracie did burn her with a cigarette and was abusive so I get where he you know where he went with that and so Caprice instead of telling him about Marcel was just like yeah like she just said she was very scared of Gracie, and so she convinced Sean to start coming to her house to sleep with her every night because she was so scared, and he was just, like, trying to put two and two together. Like, Gracie's this old lady, and he's like, how are you this, like, terrified of her? Sean was smart. I'm and sorry. That he, little boy was intelligent as hell. He really because... was. He wasn't buying none of her shit. Not <laughs> none of it. He said, um... That don't make sense. That little old frail grandma you got, like, you yeah. can her ass. what's going on for real? And so he didn't know, he couldn't even remember, like, she had mentioned Marcel when he was getting arrested, like, Sean seen Marcel getting arrested, but that was years ago, so he didn't even remember, like, who the fuck that was. And then, um, so he was staying the night with her, and every night Marcel would come to her door, trying to open the door, but she's in a room now with a lock, so he was trying to get in. And Sean was confused on, like, why every night is Gracie trying to get into this room? Mind you, he doesn't know it's Marcel. He just assumes that it's Gracie. Until the one night he hears Marcel's voice, right, when he's trying to get into the room? hmm because Marcel's like, Gracie, open up the door, and it's like a man's voice. And Sean's yeah. like, what the fuck? Who is this man? Yeah, and he and didn't even just like realize that a man, he didn't even realize, like, that a man lived there because Sean would only go over at night like he would only go at what 11 I think 11 yeah he said like he would like lock his like room door and his mom would like check it like and if it was locked then he would sleep so he would um sneak out of his window after his mom checked or whatever and then go over to Gracie's to protect or not Gracie's well yeah I guess it is Gracie's but um to Caprice's and like just protect her and so like for him to be over there and hear Marcel's voice was weird because he was like who is this man and then he kind of got that flashback of him going to jail and was like oh and then he put it together he was like wait a second she started acting weird um and like having you know her OCD and like not talking to nobody she came back from school and she was sick for after she was sick for two weeks but she didn't have no cough and was it Marcel that put his hands on her and that's why he went to jail when she was younger and he just he was he put all the puzzle pieces together girl and he was like oh I gotta stop this like I have to stop whatever's going on in this house because he genuinely loved Caprice like you can tell even as a kid like with their connection like they had so much love for each other like that is the I think that's the only thing that held that girl together honestly Mm -hmm. didn't have that love from um Sean she I don't think she would have kept going in life honestly because she tried there was a point where she tried to run away but she just loved Sean too much so she ended up not getting on the bus. She did want to run away, but she just, she loved him so much, so she stayed. But once he found out, he definitely was like, I'm about to kill this motherfucker. He didn't tell her that because he didn't want her to panic. But in his mind, he was already, he was already there. How did you feel about that? Because I'm telling you right now, I was so mad at Sean. I was like, Sean, 
tell your mom. Tell that's literally. Like, I was like, I was like, don't go this. over there trying to mess with that man fresh out of jail. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, you're they describe Marcel as like he was a big old buff ass black nigga, and it was like, bro, you're a kid. You're like a you're, child. you're a kid. Don't yeah. So that part threw me because I was like, when he went to the mo- to the mom salon and got the gun, I was like, oh my gosh, Sean, please, please go. <laughs> His mama was so like, um, just sh- his mama was so caring. Like I feel like, like his mom I, was a, I like, know if he would have told his mom, like she would have did everything in her power, yes. to help Caprice get her out of that. Like he wouldn't even had to do none of that. Like he should have just told his mom because his mom already like adored Caprice, wasn't really fond of you know Miss Gracie anyway. Yeah, and then, it, like, we find out later that her mom and, or Caprice's mom and Sean's mom were actually best friends growing up, like, obviously, because they've lived in the same house um, across the street for so long. So it was like, she obviously cared for this little girl because she cared for her mom when her mom was alive. So it's like, if Sean would have just been like, you know, something's going on in that house, I feel like her mom or his mom would have, like, she would have done so much more to help without the shit that happened because when girl when that shit broke down i was so sad i was so sad so long story short sean gets his ass beat he tries to shoot marshall and it don't go he misses and so if you gonna shoot somebody (laughs) especially a man like marshall especially you gonna pull a gun on somebody like you you gotta make sure you connect and he didn't (laughs) he missed and so then Marcel took the gun and beat the shit out of him with the gun. And Sean was fucked up. Like, it was so bad um, that Caprice was traumatized because she felt like this was all her fault. Even though Marcel was just, again, a despicable fucking human being. Right, because he was even trying to kill Sean in that moment. Yeah. Like, of course, he like beat him to almost death. No, he but wanted then to he kill him. up the gun yeah. and tried to shoot him. And if it wasn't for Caprice like crawling over him and like laying on him, he, Sean, I don't think Sean would have made it at all. So then Caprice, when she was younger, she had a camp counselor that you know, kind of noticed things were strange. And so um, her camp counselor ended up being one of her high school teachers. So she ends up going with her because she already knew like something was off with Gracie, like in her home life, she already knew. So she came to check on her and then went into the room seeing, you know, there's blood on the wall. Like Caprice is literally like in a crazy state because She's traumatized, and so she ends up taking her away, and Sean, like, pretty much is in the hospital, and he wakes up, and he's asking for Caprice, and she's gone, and so he's heartbroken. Girl, so was I. Because his mom didn't even know where, like, nobody knows where she went. They just know, oh, she's, you know, she's gone, and Gracie clearly didn't fucking care, so then I was so sad for him. Because he literally woke up, like, the first thing he asked for was, like, where's Caprice? And she's Girl. gone. And so then the book skips to Act 3, and they're 28, so we missed that whole... <laughs> I know, they grown as hell now. Now they're grown adults, and we find out that for 12 years, they have not spoken to each other. 
which broke my that literally when I tell you I was like I'm disgusted (laughs) I was so so hurt I'm like how could they not like find each other like y'all grown now like but then because of that I was just like okay like what happened in between time so I was yeah priest the teacher that took her took her to her mom who is like um what was she a psychologist right yes she was a psychologist. and so she ends up adopting caprice and really gives her like a really good life so caprice now has a mom and a sister and they love her and the mom takes really good care of her she gets the therapy she needs and so she's like a completely different person pretty much no one knows you know about her past like her current friends her current best friend and stuff she doesn't share her past with them. But she starts her own clinic called Feel to pretty much help kids like her. Girl, and I love Feel. Like, that's so- literally my dream job, what um, Caprice was doing. Well, yeah. not what Caprice was doing, what she did for coffee, which yeah. we'll talk about in a second. But, like, that's my dream job. So, like, her being able to do that, like, after all, like, that she went through... It- actually inspiring because girl I've been through my stuff too and I was like you know what like if Caprice did it I could do it shit could do it and it it was like so that was great we're like figuring out you know what's like new in her life and then her best friend is like oh I have to plan an engagement like I need you to come with me to help set up and so she's like okay that's fine she's like it's for a famous NBA player but I can't tell you, you know, any of the details because I don't want to get sued. And so yeah. she ends up going, helping set up. When they get to the boat, the boat's name is Caprice. So Caprice, she's like, girl, Caprice. She's like, she's like, that's, you know, weird. But whatever, she lets it go. I wouldn't have let that shit go. I wouldn't have let it I go. Would, I wouldn't all. have let that go because I would have been like, the second I, I read the boat name was Caprice, I, know I was like, I know who this is. I know who this is. I just so, know who this. Long story, make a long story short, Sean had proposed to his girlfriend and he had reached out to Caprice's best friend, didn't know that they had any connection and she was supposed to be setting up this engagement. He shows up, who's on the boat? Caprice is on the boat and he is like in utter shock. And she is too. She feels very terrible because she never reached out to him. And so she like feels so guilty because it's like 12 years that have gone by that they've had no communication. Like she never called him. She never reached out to him. And so from there, things just get a little weird. I'm going to tell you this. Their communication at this era in their life sucked. They suck at communicating so bad. But I will tell you one thing. When I tell you Sean ran and broke up with his fiance so fucking fast. Oh, he called her up so and said, over. He was not playing no fucking games. He's like, I want that old thing back. You gotta go. Like, <laughs> once he seen her and realized they were in the same plate, like, he went and told his fiance, like, because he had already proposed to his fiance. This was just like, the Instagram proposal, so that yeah, because like see it. he like tossed her uh, like a ring case and was like, "You want to get married?" And she was like, yeah. "Like, boy, I'm an actress. <laughs> you in the NBA? Like, we we're not just gonna say like we're 
you proposed and I said yes like we have to have it all extravagant and stuff which was very extra but like go ahead girl do you so yeah he pretty much broke up with her Canceled the damn thing. He paid thousands for the the little boat proposal too, and didn't care. Did not care about nothing, nothing at all. (laughs) And so (laughs) he's trying to get Caprice's number, but her best friend won't give it to him because she respects her privacy. And so he pretty much is trying to figure out how to get in touch with her. Caprice starts. Um, what is she? Coffee comes into her life, who is a little boy who is troubled, who has like multiple personalities. He he's pretty much like three kids in one. It's crazy because like they the people like she did like medical psychology, so she like worked on the medications and stuff like that. And then the there were actual like psychologists who worked with the actual like you know kids that they were trying to help, and they come to her and they're like, um we can't work with this little boy. Like, he does not like us. He's calling us all kinds of, you know, derogatory terms. And, you know, <laughs> us as, as we, we just, we can't deal with that. Like, we can't work with his little black ass. And I get it because he was going hard. Like, okay, he was going super hard. And, but I think it was like, like, you, like, okay, remember when he meets her and he realizes like, you, you, you done been through some shit. Uh-huh. And so it kind of like gives him that moment of like, you're just like me. Like, even though she hadn't told him anything she'd been through, I think with the other people, it just felt so fake to him. Cause he's yes. just like, you're just telling me, oh, you know, the basic, it's going to be okay, blah, blah, blah. But like, you've never experienced no shit like I've been through. And so when he meets Caprice, he like realizes, like, even though she's not saying it, he realizes like, you've been through some shit. No, for real. And that's one thing that like I really liked about this book because in the black community, that is a very, very common thing. Like black people feel like they don't get a therapist who relates to them, who's been through trauma, who remotely understands anything that they've been through. So they stay away from therapy. And as someone who is an advocate for therapy, this was this literally just prove to you like this is what happens you go in and you have a white therapist who has never experienced the same traumas as you and they're trying to teach you something and you're just like I don't I don't like therapy but then they introduced Caprice who went through trauma who is a black woman who has some relatable things to this young boy and the the amount of care she gave him it came from her own experiences and how she knew how to be handled uh, and oh and I mean for this was, little boy like she, the, oh, they, oh my god <laughs> like it, it literally made me want to cry like how like invested into him she was especially because she knew like I have my own triggers from the beginning she did not want to do it like at she, all she did at not want to she didn't want to trigger her own trauma that she had but like when she was all in like she was fucking all in and all in coffee was my baby he went through everything like the people he was a foster kid and he was like abused like horribly in foster care like the worst you could be abused and it made him feel like instead of him like 
being abused, he felt like he was an outside body watching himself be abused. So he brought all these like multiple personalities to him. And that was like, that's so true. Like that's something that happens, like disassociation happens all the time. And so like the fact that they wrote it, whoever wrote this book, Millie, when, when you wrote this book, you was you were studying, girl. You were studying. It was good. It was so good. And, like, those parts were very just, like, it was really, like, it really made your heart hurt for him. Because, because it was so like, real. It felt it real. real. Like, that's, like, everything in this book just felt so real that it was, like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like I'm actually there. And so she reaches out to Sean because Coffee is, like, really into basketball like Sean was when he was younger. So Caprice reaches out to him for some tickets so he could come and meet coffee and stuff. And Sean is a little offended because obviously, (laughs) bitch, you ain't talked to me in 12 years. Now you want to reach out to me asking for something? I was with him on that because I was like, that probably wasn't the first conversation you should have had with him. Um, You probably should have had a different conversation first and then led into that, you know, but I was with Sean on that. I'm like, I, you were literally the love of my life. I literally got my ass whooped <laughs> trying to save you. I'm like still very in love with you, obviously. And then you, we don't talk for 12 years. And then you reach out for me like, hey, can I have a favor? Like, what? Girl, she was wrong as hell. She was. And so he meets coffee and he loves coffee. And he even thinks coffee may be his kid. So he's asking. Oh, yeah. He was like, he kind of looked like us. Like, what you mean? Yeah. So he's asking her, like, when you ran away, (laughs) um, were you pregnant? Like, yeah, because they had sex one time, I think. They they had finally. The night before everything went to shit. And so he's, like, asking, like, if this is my son, I will take care of him. Like. And she's like, no, you weirdo. Like, she was very weirded out by that. <laughs> she's like, why? No, this is not your son. She's like, this is not even my son. Like, this is not our kid. And so pretty much then they, you know, they reconnect. And, and what else am I missing? Um, So they, like, go to the basketball game. And, like, during the basketball game, um. I think he invites her on like a date or something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we and go. they like go on this date, and she's like, she doesn't know that he broke up with his girlfriend. Like he, she doesn't know any of that, so she's still like kind of standoffish because again, that communication it was all the way off because he could have said something, but she was like, um, she, you know, she was like, okay, I'm going to dinner with the old friend, but I just still don't want to overstep and like you know disrespect his relationship but he's like why is she being like standoffish like but she, she don't be, uh, know like right and I'm like you didn't communicate that with her you didn't tell her you didn't have a girlfriend no more so she's being very respectful like <laughs> the communication was so trash when they were older like yeah <laughs> just- <laughs> They were getting on my fucking nerves. Were they not? Okay, they were definitely getting on my nerves. But, so, like, they're, like, he, I think he, like, during the date, he eventually, like, tells her, and she's like, oh, okay, like, he's a single man, I'm a single woman, and then they are intimate with each other, which was actually a really good scene. Like, it, it, their little 
sex scene was so it was just intimate and cute like it wasn't aggressive or you know it was normally I'm all for the aggressive sex scenes but when it comes to her story like she didn't like to be touched she's still at 28 years old didn't like to be touched but she still let Sean touch her and that was just like even for him he kind of noticed like damn like she still has some kind of feelings for me because she doesn't let anybody touch her but she still lets me touch her and that was really cute I agree. I just think they were meant to be. So then they pretty much, long story short, <laughs> I know I keep saying that, but this was just a really good book. So it was really all a long story. It was a long but, story, but it was, it, but was... it was good. In the ending, they do end up together. And yes. the ending literally, uh, they it's do end up together good. and coffee ends up with them. Oh my god, that and was the most perfect thing in the world. When I tell you, tears. Tears. Just like... <laughs> I was bawling. Finish the book and just bawling. Bawling, bawling, bawling. Because they take... Like, this book is just takes you through so much emotionally. So when you get to the end and realize that it actually is a happy ending, because most of it was a lot of trauma, it's like, oh, finally, like, they get to be together, they have coffee, and it's just... I loved it. I loved it. I did too. I feel like it was it was really what I I was I was expecting the whole fast thing. Like I was expecting her to be called fast after being abused and I also expected the rest of the book to be like her like growing up and being fast or like That's you know, what I like I whatever. Thought it, I thought it was going to kind of be a play on like her being abused and so she ended up being really fast from the result of that but it was complete opposite it was like I've been abused do not touch me I don't want to be touched I'm going to take a million showers a day like I want to be as far away from people as possible so it definitely was different than what I was expecting from reading the title very much so and I I wanted it to I wanted it to be a good story and it was great like I'm I I enjoyed every bit of it because I feel like I don't know um the author's background but there's got to be some psychology background in there because just the way that she wrote it you can tell that one she's a caring person and two she she knows a little bit of something <laughs> a lot of bit of something yeah, so at, when it's all said and done, I would definitely a million times over recommend this book. A thousand out of a thousand times, I would recommend this book. Oh, yeah. Everybody has heard about this book uh, by this time. I shoot. It, it was it was that good. It was that, a really good book. That good. It's definitely gonna pull pull at your heartstrings. Yeah. Oh, yeah make you very emotional but I will say like this was such a good book it was such a good book like I cannot recommend this book enough that's that's how good that's how good it was <laughs> did you it. have any uh favorite quotes I didn't I don't even th I didn't even annotate for this book at all like I, I didn't I read once I was like I read straight through I <laughs> <laughs> I 
didn't even like take a chance to like oh let me see maybe no like I read straight through that shit and I by the time I was done I was like damn I didn't annotate I didn't take no notes I didn't nothing I just I was just vibes that's all I was just going by vibes I didn't take um I can't find it I've been looking for it um but I can't find a direct quote but there were some parts that I really enjoyed because in the beginning of the book when they were I think they it was part two of the book act two of the book where um goodness I had a brain fart um but where um Sean is like you know I like you or whatever and she's like but you always like have some type of girlfriend or whatever and he's like you know why they never work because I always pick you like my friendship with you over them and then when they got older and they were I think they were at the dinner and she was like um but you still have a girlfriend and he was like you know how I I always said like I'll pick you and that's kind of how she was like, oh, damn, you broke up with your girlfriend. And I loved that part. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. I just want to cry. It came, like, full circle. It was, like, full, full circle. I, that part was, I agree. I was like, I'm like, girl, he always going to choose you. He didn't make that very clear now that he always, no matter what, going to choose you. Their love was just so pure. And I, I will say, like, to read a love like that, where there's no trauma as far as their love goes, you know, where like their love from the beginning has always just been so pure. It was very refreshing. Yes. Million out of a million. Like there wasn't no him hurting her, 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 like it was just from the beginning. It was literally, they just purely loved each other. And throughout the book, even as time passed, it didn't matter. Like their love was still the same exact, same exact way. Yes. 12 years later. So I love that. I love this book. Please read this book, guys. It was really yes. good. <laughs> please read this book. If you have not read this book, I know we spoiled a lot of it, but please yeah. go in and read it and just feel your emotions because it will make you feel everything. Girl, I was ready to punch my phone screen <laughs> at times. I was screaming. I was crying. I I smiled a lot. I, I, I was at work in my cubicle bawling. Uh, because I was reading this book. I, it was so good. Like, there was nothing about this book that was horrible or anything. I I highly recommend it. Like like you said, a million out of a million. So please read this one. We recommend it. Thank you guys for listening to us talk about this book because we loved it so much. And join us next week where we will be reading, um, we're going to be reading Luca by Gray Huffington. Yay! Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.